Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Sam Pets Radio, Australia's coolest podcast network. Hi everybody, welcome to a very special episode of All The Small Games. We are recording this on the evening of my 36th birthday party extravaganza. It's the end of the night, but we're old, so the end of the night is 9.28pm. <laughs> Everyone left hours ago, leaving me, Andrew Levins, uh, alone with a friend from Melbourne, the one and only Joel Dusha. Hello, it's me, Joel Dusha. Um, you may know Joel from uh, Thumb Cramps and Plumbing the Death Star and How Goods Footy and various other podcasts on uh, Sans Pants Radio, including the brand new one, Baseless Speculation. Uh, that's one that people fucking love. Uh, we take a thing that's coming up soon and we're like, hmm, I wonder what's going to happen in that. And then we guess. Yeah. And are we right? Sometimes. People love it for some reason. To me, it just seems... Like reading a list of things that could happen in an upcoming thing, but that's fine. If you like it, keep listening. So Joel's still here. Um, my 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 kids have gone to bed. Yep. All my friends have gone home, including my good friend John Valenzuela, yep. regular co-host of this podcast. And he said, "Do me proud. <laughs> Do me proud." Levin's he whispered. Joel. He whispered in my ear when he was like, he like handed me a baton and said, "Do me proud." And I was like, "John, I promise I'll do my best." <laughs> so this is a going to be a magical special episode because uh, this is a, a podcast about games in which I've invented a game. Oh my god! A drinking game. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> um, because if you are a regular listener of Thumb Cramps, uh, you will know that uh, I have christened Joel Dusha mm-hmm. as the Switch Snitch. <laughs> Correct. And um, so every every time he has access to it on his podcast, as soon as someone talks about a game. Um, if, fr- if Joel is friends with that person on, on, on Switch, Nintendo Switch, yeah. Joel will look up that person's profile and see how many hours mm. of that game someone has gone into. So, I thought I would come up with a very fun game. Uh-huh. Um, and it is called um, Battle Switch. <laughs> ah! Great name. So, I'm going to give you my Switch. Uh-huh. And uh, you get, let's say, 10 rounds. Uh-huh. Okay? And you are going to go through my Switch... Okay, all right. First of all, to, to just give everyone an idea of, of, of how fun this is going to be, uh-huh. let's find out how many games I have on my Switch. Okay, cool. Dusha, how many games do you think I have on my Switch? Oh, I remember very early... Well, not very early on. I would say about 18 months ago, you claimed that you'd owned about one third of the Switch store. <laughs> <laughs> what a claim. That's great. <laughs> so, I reckon we're looking at over 150 games. Um... 
I'm going to go 206. Okay, 206. All right. I'm going to guess that I have um, over... I have between 400 and 500 games Jesus on here. Christ. Okay, so that's... All right, all right. So, I, I, there's in rows of six, so we have to count mm-hmm. how many rows <laughs> down I can scroll and then times it by six. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty. We're up to L. 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44, 45, 46, 47, 48, 49, 50, 51, 52, 53, 54, 55, 56, 57, 58, 59, 60, 61, 62, 63, 64, 65, 66, 67. So 67, but the 67th row only has three games in it. So what's 66 by 6? <laughs> so 66 by 6 is 396. Plus 3. Plus 3. 399. I was so close to 400. So God close. Damn it. <laughs> Quickly, buy something. Buy something. <laughs> yeah. Make them- <laughs> well, that includes Pac-Man 99. So you have purchased something from the store recently. Not a purchase, technically. Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah, there purchase. are... Look, there are... If you want to get into it, there are a few games in here like, you know, the... the- the Nintendo Switch Online yeah. libraries, those kinds of things. Have any demos? I, the demos YouTube well? app, yep. yeah, yeah, a few things. I, I have, I have removed some things completely from yep. from my uh, my library. But look, oh. I, I have a lot of games. Okay, I've sorted my games by title, mm-hmm. and the way we're going to play Battle Switch is, uh, no. <laughs> I'm going to give you my Switch. Uh-huh. You have to find a game on here uh-huh. that you and you have to accuse me of never even opening this okay. game. Yep. That's I reckon I'm, I can do look, that. Look, I'm a very honest man. Uh-huh. I'll, I will I will tell you the truth. Uh-huh. And you can call me on, you can call me on it. You play okay, <laughs> if if you've played this game, what's the game about and we can talk about it. And Deal. If, and if you're not satisfied with my answer, I have to drink. But if you get if, if you I get it wrong, wrong, you have to drink. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. So here's I'm going to give you my switch. All right, perfect. Uh, this is all Whoa. the small games. Very special episode. Not sure if it's going to be in the main feed or the Patreon feed. Either way, you're listening to it, it is an absolute treat. Um, straight off the bat, there's <laughs> one that I'm not going to guess, but it's something that I did want to talk about is, because I downloaded this as well, the Balan Wonderland demo. Yeah. It is one of the worst video game experiences I've ever had. I downloaded it for, like, I'm not even going to talk about it on Thumb Cramps, but I downloaded it because I thought it would be funny to talk about on Thumb Cramps. I started playing it. I was like, yeah, it's bad, but also like, it's not broken enough for me to keep playing it it's not fun there's nothing interesting it's, every yeah. button is a jump button that's like it's crazy the like, funniest and, and, and it's not like yeah so like, yeah a b x and y they all jump but also all the shoulder buttons jump <laughs> uh except and, left and right which change costume that's right that's it. and you can get costumes which the, the the jump button like will make you breathe fire or turn into a square but you can't jump when you're wearing the costumes. It's an insane design choice. All right. So, I'm going to have a guess. A game you've never even opened. Yep. Final Fantasy VIII Remastered. Fuck. Off the bat, bro. Yes. All right. <laughs> well done. <laughs> because I plan to get to that once I finished Final, Final, Final Fantasy VII. That was, that was... I've uh, not what, finished that. Yeah. Okay. All right. How much do I chug? Um, I reckon just like a... Yeah. Yeah, that's... Decent mouthful. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's fair. We're drinking uh, Bloke in a Bar beer, but it's called Bloke in a Cardigan because it's the brown cardigan yeah. collab, collab- <laughs> uh, lager. Uh, and look, listeners, you've probably just realized we've been drinking for a while before this. <laughs> um, all right. 
Um, We've been drinking long enough for everyone else to leave. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh. Yeah, it's a there's there's a lot of things you can you know that you could just pick a random weird game that you've never even heard of, but there's a chance there's a there's chance that I've put sixty hours into it. <laughs> Final Fantasy VIII is a, is a a game that I I hear great things about. All right, this is another very cheap shot. Yeah, no, I've got a friend who will never listen to this podcast, but he swears by Final Fantasy VIII to the point where I've only played seven for a little bit, and I want to play eight. Uh, pretty badly because he's like obsessed with it uh, also my second choice is No More Heroes 2 Desperate Struggle fuck off don't do these cheap <laughs> shots you know I haven't finished the first one I'm but- just gonna keep picking <laughs> okay I'll drink anyway that's fine <laughs> that is a great tactic I didn't think of that yeah um, I'm I know- smart so you- switched on I love the No More Heroes games so much um, I played both of them on the Wii um, and they are like they're kind of like that like kind of kings of indie games yeah um the grasshopper grasshopper manufacturer i think is the name suda is it yeah suda 51. yeah suda 51 but it's like grasshopper something is yeah because the studio is yeah. yeah um i love all of those games and like even the ones that people are like oh this sucks well so you got that weird collection of mini games one yeah travis i heard it Tra- travis strikes back is what it's yeah. called yeah is that fun uh i started playing it and was like pretty bummed because this was like pre uh, No More Heroes 3 being announced and I was like Ugh, this isn't what I wanted and it sucks that they've just thrown it all isn't away isn't there a this. Hotline Miami level? yeah well it starts with at first you don't really have a choice of what's going on so like the first couple of levels were bad but also uh, it really bummed me out because like I love the first No More Heroes and they hadn't announced 3 yet and I was like oh they've thrown it all away like this isn't yeah, going to sell is well yeah this is what it is now yeah. yeah but now that No More Heroes 3 has been announced I could probably go back and play this knowing that there is still a future of the games and uh yeah i'll probably have a much better time of no more heroes one and two because uh, yeah i'm like I've, i'm two bosses into one yeah and then i uh, there's you know how many distractions there are when you yeah, try yeah. to play an old game i stopped uh which of the two games are your favorite is your i favorite? like one better but one also has a very annoying thing that two doesn't have which is the open world part right um they stop trying to do that because the open world like driving around between missions controls so terribly but it's clearly just like ah uh, it's this like this is the era where every game needs to do that um but yeah i really like one like just like the boss fights and like the story is fucked up um there's like a twist right at the end of the game that plays in fast forward but like youtube and stuff like that have slowed it down because it's like legitimately a cutscene in fast forward oh right um because yeah one of the characters reveals their motivations and it's just like fucked and not it does not fit into like a so when these games came out on Wii they were just like rated M and I was like oh this is like a lot of blood for an M rated game and now they've been ported to Switch they've both got the R rating in Australia and I was like yeah that probably makes more sense (laughs) not banned in Australia not banned unlike some other games that I love like uh, Hotline Miami 2 and and, uh, uh, Disco Elysium yep which I haven't played but seems very up my alley um Ooh, I'm going to really take a huge risk here. Okay, let's do it. Resident Evil 4. Fuck. Yes! <laughs> picking, this is an indie game podcast. You should try and pick some indie titles. I guess No More no Heroes 2 kind of is. Yeah, you're right. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I know that's one of your favorite games of all time, right? Uh, the first No More Heroes, it's probably like... The no, 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 Resident Evil. Oh, Resident Evil 4. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I've played, like, I own that on GameCube, I own it on Wii, I own it on Switch, and I might also own it on PS4. I, every time it gets ported to something, I'm like, fuck, I need to buy that game. It's so good. 
Um, also, it influenced like a lot of games that I also end up loving. So, like, I'm recently started playing Dead Space for the first time, and it controls and plays very much like Resident Evil Four, and I just immediately felt at home. Or like, if you haven't played Resident Evil Four and you've played some of the newer games, these aren't indie games, and I'm sorry, but like, no, it's fine. It's games. Yeah, uh, like The Last of Us and stuff like that. Like, without Resident Evil Four, those games would not exist. Did you see the news from this week? Uh, <laughs> Sony being like, <clears throat> "Hey guys, we're uh, announcing a brand new port of." The Last of Us 1 to PS5. Uh, also, it's a remake, I think, not a port? Yeah, they're remaking yeah. Last of Us 1, a game which is currently available in a, in like a PS5 version yeah. in 60 frames per second. Yeah. Like, like, you know, it's it's, a, it's still an immensely playable game. It feels like a PS3 game, sure, but it, it's a, an extremely good one. Well, yeah, even like the port on PS4, like when I originally played that and I'd played PS4 games, I was like, oh, wow, this is a beautiful game. Crazy. Uh, if you go to Bloomberg, um, Jason Schreier, the video game journalist, uh, wrote an article about what the you know what's going on behind uh, PlayStation and what led to these, you know this this remake and the teams that have started working on it, yeah. and the teams that aren't. It's a pretty fascinating article, pretty damning of uh, of Sony Studios. All right, I don't know if this counts as an indie game, but it's definitely made by a tiny game studio. But the property is like pretty mainstream but i do not think that you have played strangers stranger things 3 the game (laughs) (laughs) yeah john john used to work for netflix in australia and he got me a code for this yeah and i was like i don't i haven't seen this season that this is isn't it just like hey it it just retells what happens in season three i haven't seen any of stranger things either i'm not a tv guy so it's a fascinating fact about you yeah joel watches like four four movies a day But thinks two TV is... It's is too much. Too much. <laughs> I watched one episode with my wife and she was like, yeah. oh, this is horror. No. And we never <laughs> we never watched anything beyond that. But okay, cool. Time to drink. <laughs> uh, I'm getting like close to the bottom. So I've taken like all of the like... Uh, That's four. So you got four from four so far. Very good. <laughs> all right. Uh, this game was on special and I considered buying it, but then also was worried that it would be kind of annoying and like because another thing that i really it it like rubs me the wrong way which is weird to say because i love the no more heroes games and like borderlands doesn't phase me too much but when games think they're funny or like try really hard to be funny sometimes it just like switches my brain off like the idea of playing any of the south park games is just like not for me oh they're really good though yeah no that's the thing like i know that they're good and i like south park it's just like I don't know. I think I've just no, been like... I think even like without the humor, though they're just good games yeah. with excellent tactics. Have you played them on Switch? I, unrelated. I didn't see them on here, so I didn't think. No, no. I've, I've only played them on PS4. Yeah, but I wonder yeah, how they play on Switch because that could be fun because they're like, like RPGs, yeah, I, they, yeah, yeah. They're, they're like I don't I don't think they're particularly uh, like you know. Yeah. Hey, let us hard, know hard, if yeah. you played them on the Switch. Does it play like shit or is it good? Because I will probably buy them on Switch if they play well. Anyway, West of Loathing. <sighs> <laughs> One of John's favorite games, uh, a, a, an amusing uh, stick figure RPG. The amusing part—that's the thing that stopped me from buying it. And he—he uh, he loves it so much, and I could—I I can tell you like multiple moments from this games. But Joel Dusha, I have to admit, <laughs> this is not a game that I have ever opened. <laughs> okay, uh, all right, another big gulp. I've got another one, and this is You're an five indie from game. five. Yeah, I'm on fire. I'm getting really <laughs> thirsty here, Levins. I'm just <laughs> dying of thirst. Um, I don't actually know how to pronounce this, but it's something that's on my watch list. Um, and it's been criticized for being very bad taste because it 
the framing device of this game is based around the real life death of a person. Oh God, what is this? Uh, it's Y double I K, a postmodern yeah. RPG. Yik, yilk, yilk, yeah. Yik. So I got a code for this game. Yeah. And then John was like, this game is awful. Yeah. <laughs> Don't play this game. And so I didn't. Okay. Off I go. <laughs> it's good to see you stay hydrated. Absolutely, man. Yeah, um, yeah. Look after your friends. <laughs> this is actually, I have to say, a very good beer. Yeah, I, um, I'm drinking one now. It's my first one of the night. I, I feel like we, you, you often get like, oh, like, you know, oh, it's a boutique beer. It's a collab between two, like, yeah. funny things. And it's always going to be like a, an IPA, like something super fruity and thick. I like that they just made like a really solid lager. Yeah, they were just like, yeah, sweet. This is just a standard beer. Nothing funny about it. It's just a beer. Yep. Hmm. All right. I've scrolled back up to the top. So there is like, I went like six so for six. So you got six for six. For six. That's it. You've done huge, it. Huge, huge. <laughs> All right. Um... Next, next one, whoever, right or wrong, finishes their beer. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have two children's birthdays to attend tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. And just before we recorded this, uh, your wife, B, was like, hey, is like waking up at like 7.30 going to be okay? You're like, yeah, it's only like nine something. I'll be totally fine. <laughs> and then immediately picked up four beers and being like, yeah, let's wait a drink. I'm again. like 12 in. Like, but it's, you know, when you <laughs> spread it out over the course of the day and you're eating, yeah. All right. Um, all right. I found a horny anime game, which I feel like would have stuck in my memory if you played, but this game's called Blade Strangers. Can you show me? Oh, eat shit. I have played that. Fuck! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Fuck! That's a Nicholas game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that one? Yeah, that's yeah. the one. It's oh, okay. A, it's, well. a, it's an anime uh, a game. It's a fighting game uh, with... Uh, Blade Dangerous is actually kind of sick. Um, yeah, I mean, it looks like... See, this is the thing. And if you are listening to this podcast and you're not usually somewhat like scared off by horny anime looking games a lot you know, of the time games you know, that's that are my brand, like my personal brand it's so funny we um we should let's do a little bit peek behind the uh sans pants curtain uh uh Zamet, the boss of sans pants yeah. had to make a um not safe for work general <laughs> channel for our work chat uh because uh and he blamed directly tom walker and myself <laughs> are prone to posting horny yeah uh Hentai and uh, <laughs> hentai adjacent content sometimes, uh, and, um, and, and he's about to get get into a bunch of new people, yeah. and, he, and he doesn't want us to get sued. <laughs> <laughs> I just love like yeah, Tom Walker. I understand, but like yeah, like the the father of two published <laughs> children's, children's author, author. <laughs> he just posts too much hentai. Well, uh, Tom Walker recently, so because Tom Walker uh, in COVID started streaming a lot on Twitch and has become quite a popular Twitch streamer. But recently, in the last couple of months, had to stop showing his uh, twi- uh, Twitter feed on Twitch because he follows uh, a uh, a fanfic artist that focuses mostly on uh, incredibly muscular men, uh, gay porn. So it's so sick. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's the funniest thing because the pairings are always so so. It's great. Funny. It's like super ultra graphic, like three D rendered porn yeah. of like Thanos boning like walter from the big lebowski it rules i love it so much it's so inspired i just i i like it's not even like 
I'm not a particularly horny dude, but I just think horny content it's fucking, so funny. fucking rocks. Um, the beer that I have had to finish was three you... quarters full. So, uh, okay, go, bro. Go chug, chug, chug. I'll tell you about Blade Strangers. Blade Strangers is a game published by Nicholas a couple of years ago, and it's a fighting game which uh, involves uh, multiple, multiple characters from different game franchises, a lot of indie characters, ah. including Shovel Knight. Um, characters from Cave Story, Code of Princess EX, um, The Binding of Isaac, uh, Umahara Kawase, um, Gun Vault. Um, lots that of. That is so funny considering the thumbnail, which is mostly anime girls in bikinis. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit horny for sure. No, hey. But I- it's a, it's a, it's, if you, if you are someone that's like afraid of fighting games, it's actually a pretty, uh, good entry level fighting game because it's like a, I think a two button fighter. Oh, yeah, sick. Yeah. Yeah. This, just, guy's, this guy's re- referencing burps. Yeah. Uh, it turns out, yeah, just necking a beer is... Uh, How good. I'm so glad yeah, that I'm... Good, I, 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 you said you were thirsty, bro. Yeah, you know, I was. I'm looking out for you. Thank you so much. Um, all right. Uh, next up. Oh, <laughs> this is <laughs> another big swing. For I love fences. it. Please swing. Please swing. Do we do we continue the next thing? Do I... Am I <laughs> yeah, I'm probably going to need another beer. Um... So this one, there. I reckon this is fifty-fifty chance, but it's there, and I'm no coward. Have you ever played Crash Team Racing on the Switch? Todisha, I have played the entire first world of Crash Team Racing. <laughs> oh, that's huge! Um, very, very. I mean, I'm gonna have a drink now, but very solid racer. Like, um, yeah, really good. My household absolutely thrashed it on PS4. Um, one of my housemates was a big fan of the original on PS1. Like, one of the only games that she played as, like, a... I guess, like, preteen. Um, and, yeah, when it got remastered, yeah, our household was just obsessed with it for a really long time. If you don't want to pay the uh, quite pricey price of the remake of Crash Team Racing, it is available for a limited time only on PS3 and PS Vita, the original version Unre- not the remastered version. It's like $4 on there. Yeah, that's sick. Um, I think at the moment, I mean, at the time of recording at least, and hey, I might be too late, but I think it's also 50% off on the Switch store at the moment. So it brings it down to like 30 something dollars. Yeah, really fun. I w- it does a lot of things that I wish the Mario Kart games would do. Yeah. And it's like introducing like boss battles. Yeah. And things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with Crash Team Racing. Like it, uh, it feels... It- Kind of in a similar vein, less it's less Mario Kart and more Diddy Kong Racing. Yes, and that, yeah, those elements I I'm, I wish I don't like I don't they don't necessarily have to be like in the main part of Mario Kart, but it would be cool to have like I just I would love to see what the Mario Kart devs would do with the idea of a boss battle. Yeah. All right. Uh, here's another one, and this is a very famous indie game. So I'm not entirely sure why I've decided to pick this one, but it's fresh in my brain because uh, Jackson and Zamet from Thumbcramps have both played this game before and hate it so much. Uh, it's from like the first wave of like very famous indie games. It kind of popped up around the same time as like Hotline Miami, okay, things like that. And that is Dust and Elysian Tale. I have played fuck a little bit of this because I, you know, I love Metroidvanias. Yeah, um, this is like a furry one. Yeah. Um, and I played maybe the first hour of this game. It didn't grab me. And the furry content is apparently, like, through the roof. It's not like the horny anime games where you just need to, like, push through it for a bit. It's just, like, if you're not on board with, like, this being a furry game, it is... Well, no, it's just, like, yeah, it's, like, yeah, I guess it's, like, all the animals are, like, a little bit hot. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys gotta live with it and push through. (laughs) Um, I, for me, like, the, uh, it didn't... Metroidvania games, like, I need to, like have a reason that I want to yeah. like, 
I need, I need to see, I need to be teased with the things that I can't get yet. Yeah. And it didn't do much of that. Yeah. Um, it's one it, thing that, um, it feels a little bit like a brawler game more than a Metroidvania game. Oh, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. like, so Guacamole, I guess, like, is probably a good example of that. But that also at the start, you become very aware of the fact that there is abilities you don't have yet. I need to finish Guacamole 2 so bad. I started it on PS4. And then it came out on Switch, and I have it. They on, both, I have it on both. They both play super well. Okay, and, and they're all on um, uh, Xbox Game Pass, I think, as well. Yeah, uh, it plays super well on the Switch. Uh, my next game is Guacamole Two on the Switch. No, I kind of gave you that. You're not allowed that. You're not allowed that to cheat. But also, I have played that. I just, I just told you I played that. You said you played it. But you need to finish it. I assume you just. Anyway, look. I have played it, Guacamole Two. You said it doesn't count, so I'm fine. <laughs> um. Now, this is an interesting one. Not an indie game. Uh, one of the biggest games in the world. Very funny to find it on here. Uh, <laughs> and you probably dabbled in it, because I know I have, and immediately was like, I don't know what's going on, and then quit. Fortnite. I have Fortnite on my <laughs> Switch. <laughs> you have Fortnite on your That's Switch. That's so funny. I, I, I'll fully admit it. I have never even opened <laughs> Fortnite on my Switch. Uh, you've so. got Fortnite on your Switch. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, it's a game that like, I feel like, I feel like a, like, you know, curmudgeonly old man yeah. for not even dabbling in, but yeah. also like, yeah, it does all of it does nothing for me. It's mostly, I, I, I mean like online games in general, like, you know, we were playing Pac-Man 99 yeah. earlier yeah, today, yeah. that kind of online game experience, Fun. which it just feels like I'm playing a single player game. You know, it happens that you're playing at the same time as other people, um, and there are, I guess, like, you know, if you get into the depth, you get deep into it, you can be more competitive. Yeah. But yeah, online games, I, they don't appeal to me that much. Yeah, that's fair. I don't mind online games, but like, poor. Be- <laughs> 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 it's going to be a burpy episode. It's like Angus is here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, big online games like that, like, I've played Among Us for like 45 minutes. I've dabbled in Fortnite. I like it's just like stuff like it's I immediately start playing. I'm like, this isn't like it's not that it's not fun, it's just like it has just entirely passed me by and like I'm not gonna have the abilities to get good, I guess, or like even competitive or even um and I think this is a big problem with like battle royale games now, like um PUBG would have this for sure, which is the game starts and if you're a new player you're not going to have enough time to figure out what the fuck is going on before someone kills you. So it's like kind of the equivalent of like, if you're a younger sibling and you're playing a video game with an older brother, like let's cast our minds back to like the late nineties and you're playing Goldeneye with someone that's like a couple of years older than you, you start playing and immediately they just like rock up and shoot you. And you're like, I don't even know the controls yet. That's the same feeling I get anytime I play any of these type of games. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. You just die immediately. Yeah. And you're like, Oh, it's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the highlight of tonight for me, one of the highlights was um, my son deciding <laughs> to confide in you that all of his friends play among us and he doesn't know what it is. Yeah. Like almost like, <laughs> Like the sad tale of Archie Levins. <laughs> I was like, what do you know about Among Us? I've played a little bit. I can help you. And he was like, I don't know. And I was like, uh, okay. You made like a <laughs> sus joke and he didn't understand yeah. what the hell you were talking about. So he, he must be just not getting any references at school. <laughs> Sorry, I, I gave him. I hope he's quoting me at school tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. Tomorrow is a weekend. So also at school holidays for another week. So <laughs> hence, uh, hence why we're doing uh, Battle Switch instead of me playing a, a video game. Because... <laughs> 
It's been very hard to play games during uh during school holidays. Yeah, yeah, that's rough. Um, all right. Oh, I've been stalling for time for a really long time. All right, here's one. Here's one that I've played, mm-hmm. and one that John's played, and one that I don't think is a particularly good game, but it's a crazy concept. But I do not think that this has your name written all over it at all, and I don't think you have played Snakey Boss. Is that the one where you are uh, like? It's you're like it's like centipede, but with it, you're a bus, and it's like crazy taxi. Yeah, dude, something. I reviewed this game on thumb cramps, but I, oh my god, you did too. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> that's right, because that was when you came on. I was like, yeah, I spoke about this last week, and you're like, oh shit, yeah. Fuck. Oh, that's amazing. So you've tried to talk about a game that I've already talked about on thumb cramps, and you've just brought it up again then now. Yeah, no. So I reviewed it, then you reviewed it, then I forgot you reviewed it, even though when you <laughs> mentioned it, I was like, yeah, I spoke about that last week. And you were like, oh shit, and then you started talking about a different game, but I just, it just didn't stick with me. I guess. Drink up, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> that's great, Snakey Bus. I don't know how many numbers we're at. Should we do three more? <laughs> three more sounds good. Okay. Well, I lost the last three. I think so. I think no, no you, you got me on Fortnite. Oh, that's right. So I think we're seven for three. Yeah. Four. Seven for four, I think. Yeah. If, if I'm wrong, don't let anyone know. Yeah. It's but a but, but let's, let's three. You, you have a chance of, of, of making it a tie. <laughs> all right. Uh, I don't know this game at all. So right. this is why I think. <laughs> this is what I was looking forward to you going like, oh, really? You've played like. It b- came from b- space b- and ate our brains. Yo, I've actually played that game. Fuck! <laughs> What type it's of been, game is it? It's been reviewed on on all the uh, games. Oh no! Before. I it's, thought I was so switched on to what you guys were talking about. It's like a like a um like a you know like zombie shooter, except it's aliens. Uh, that makes it's, sense. It's very very simple, um, like a three D third person shooter. Fuck yeah! I uh, yeah I figured if I hadn't heard of it, then uh, I was it was a pretty safe bet. But guess not. Safe play. So now we are we're at five to seven. <sighs> Fuck. There's All plenty right. of games in there I haven't played. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mini trains. Okay. Mini trains uh-huh. is a game. Uh-huh. Great start. That, that came out. Uh-huh. Um, well, it can, it's, it's published by a group of uh, published by a publisher that puts out a bunch of like weird games that are always on sale on the eShop. Yeah, the ninety percent off kind of games. Yes, that's right. And so one time they were like ninety percent off. That's not good enough. We are going to make all of our games free, mm-hmm. and if you get all the free games, you also get another game for free. Uh huh. Um, and this included like this included a coloring in app, like um. One game, uh, where like a, like a like a very simple kind of like jumping platformer game. Yeah. Anyway, it was like school holidays when these came out. It was during COVID. Uh huh. And I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'll get all of them and I'll play all of these games with no. my kids." <laughs> and Mini Trains, actually, the best of all the games. Fuck. And it's like, yeah, you playing, you basically setting up a toy train to play with. Uh, to play with on thing, it's very a lot, a lot more simple than Mini Metro, whatever. Zaman, oh yeah, yeah. Which Zaman was has just been like a... A Mini Metro, which when I looked it up, it just looked like a regular train map, and then there was like oh no, that, that game gets and... super hard. Yeah. Oh, so you've played it? Oh yeah, because yeah. you're a big Apple Arcade guy. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Maybe that could be the the second uh, second time we we play this game. You just go through the Apple Arcade library and try and <laughs> sh- pick the games that I've played. All right, time to get serious. I reckon I've. Uh... So now we're at six to seven now. 
I had like a huge lead and you've uh, <laughs> just <laughs> whittled it down. All right. Hmm. If you get this right, you the game's over. Mm-hmm. You win uh-huh. eight to six. Uh-huh. If you get this wrong... It's a tie. It's a tie and then you get one more. <laughs> and I feel like if it's a tie, then the last one, we both open a fresh drink and whoever loses... Uh, okay, good idea, good game. idea. This is a Battle Switch. <laughs> it's going to take over the world. They're going to be playing this on Twitch. We'll be playing Battle Switch Twitch with the Switch Snitch. <laughs> Thanks so much for playing my awful jingle every time you... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Every, it's yeah. just I, saved on my computer, and it's so funny every time I put it in. <laughs> All right. So, this game is a game I, again, haven't heard of. The thumbnail is awful. Uh, it's one of those things that if you're listening to all the small games and you also listen to Hey Fam, this is the type of uh, thumbnail that uh, Angus would bring up and say is a disgrace and Nintendo should be ashamed yeah, it, or maybe it, shut down. Like this, it, it, he'd probably describe this as a, an, an alarm clock game. Um, no, this isn't an alarm clock game. It looks like a flash game. It looks like it should be on Newgrounds. Okay. All right. It's called Slain Back from Hell. Give me a look at that ty- that thing. Yeah, so this actually is... Yeah, you're right. It's not good. But before Blasphemous came out, which is a tremendous indie game, which Joel hasn't spoken about on Thumb Cramps yet. yet. But I went... So, look, hey, if you're listening to this and you're also a Thumb Cramps listener, uh, it's going to come up in the future because Jackson and I both played Blasphemous when Blasphemous came out and it didn't, like, quite grab us. For me... I understand immediately why it didn't grab me because it's like quite hard and I hadn't played uh, Metroidvania like uh, Hollow Knight at that point. But for Jackson, it should have been super up his alley. Anyway, I've gone back after finishing Hollow Knight and uh, started playing Blasphemous and within like 15 minutes, I was like, this game is the best. I don't understand what's wrong with me. I don't understand what's wrong with Jackson. Yeah, the Jackson one is like, I, I, really I understand confusing. what... Like, I don't understand all other things that are wrong with Jackson. <laughs> but this game sounds like something he would... Like, I I, His... I love that game. I finished it. I I, I managed to finish it. I, I got a, a very early code. A review code. Uh, and I finished it before it came out. Yeah, you had to um, message the developers. So I was like, I'm stuck. <laughs> Please help me with this part. You were just like, I want to 100% it. Uh, there's no walkthroughs yet. Please help me with this bit. Um, yeah, so, like, I don't think I was ready for the difficulty of this game when I first played it, and then, now that I've played it post-Hollow Knight, where I have, in theory, gotten good, uh, it's, it's so good, it is such a fun game, um, yeah, so I, um, I've played Slain, and the reason I bring up the, um, the comparison to Blasphemous is that this is what Slain looks like. Oh, yeah, sick, it looks like a Flash version of Blasphemous. Yeah, it's it, originally on, on Vita, I, it's a game I didn't really give a proper chance to. Yeah. Oh, I, actually, if it was originally on Vita, it could be, like, good. Weird there's some good-looking bosses. I'm just, like, scrolling through the, the oh, yeah, art now. Oh, yeah, sick. I, yeah, I, I, I played a little bit of it, and I was like, okay, cool. This isn't the Blasphemous game. It just kind of looks a little bit like yeah. Blasphemous. Cool. So, we are 7-7. Seven to seven. We are tied. This has been a very fun first yep. round. First first ever. First round. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're never going back to Melbourne. Right, that's all right. So loser of this next round has, has to scroll a whole beer, beer, yeah, and then and then do our um, social media um, <laughs> <laughs> finale. <laughs> um, what's it gonna What's it gonna be? Are you gonna go with like a sequel? You're gonna be a cheap shot artist, or are you going to just be like, I haven't heard of this. Why would Levens have heard of this? Yeah, there's like a couple of things that um, 
so like i mean like i listen to all the small games so i'm just like trying really hard to find something that you haven't spoken about and something that isn't popular something that either is installed i mean like installed or not installed in your switch doesn't seem to make a difference because the ones that i was on very early on they're on your switch but you'd never played yeah because also um uh a year ago i got a bigger memory card and so i had to take everything off it and then yeah there are a few there are a few games that just don't live on my memory card yeah no that's fair that's fair scrolling back up to the top this is tense. All right. Um, so highlight. This is the highlight of my life so far as a 36-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm down to C's. I'm going to crack oh. this beer open. It's one of ours. This will be my... F- if, if, if I have to just call this, it'll be my 14th beer. I have no idea how many beers I've drank tonight or this afternoon, but I uh, I know that sculling a beer is... Uh, good fun. It'd probably be good. It'd be good for me. Um, we also have two unopened beers, yeah, so maybe, we, right. maybe we could just do it. Maybe we can both lose. All right. Um, That'd be great if the most listened to moment on all the small games history is <laughs> two guys chugging a beer. <laughs> Each. Oh, fuck. The pressure's right. on. Please r- work me through this. You can you can keep keep. So okay. So basically, when I'm scrolling through, so I'm looking for something that is like an obvious one that I've missed. Um, so there's like a couple of things that I know you're like very fond of. So like straight off the bat, we've got like things like things that I would ex- not necessarily expect, but things that might be like an easier guess on someone else's switch. So like one, two switch or 51 worldwide games or like a short hike even. Cause like hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A short hike is like one of those indie darling games but also you have to be in the mood to play it sure but i know that you like 51 worldwide games you love one two switch you've played with your family a short hike you also very much love and then so you're in the a's is what you're yeah, trying yeah, to I, tell well, me well no no because i passed through the a's uh got through the b's as well there is a very obvious cheap shot here with the b's but it's a famous like series on the switch 
So there is a chance you finish the first one and play the second one. Uh, I've like I've kept that in the back of my mind, um, just in case. Look, you know what? It doesn't matter because this isn't my guess yet. But basically, listeners, I've stumbled across Bayonetta one and two. Both are installed on the Switch, which makes me think that Levens hasn't finished the first one because he would uninstall it and then play the second one. But also, very famous series, could have finished the first one, ready to start the second one. Also may have played them on a different system. So we'll keep, we'll keep that one for now. Okay, um, very interesting. The C's, again, like we've got like uh, Capcom Arcade Stadium, which is a new Capcom thing. Um, I also have that on my Switch and I haven't played it, but I got it because it came, uh, if, you bought, if you downloaded it immediately within the first week. I'm also very drunk all of a sudden. This is, <laughs> Fantastic. This is, this is exciting. Uh, I downloaded yeah, it last I love, week yeah. because it came with uh, Ghosts and Goblins. Like, not the remake, but the, the original, original Yeah, I thought I couldn't figure out how to, how to download the Ghosts and Goblins. Yeah, it was like a weird... You had to download... Look, I wish I could remember, but... Yeah, <laughs> you was, never will. <laughs> have you watched the donkey video of him playing the new Ghosts and Goblins? No, I haven't. It is one of the funniest... Like you know, let's play videos I've ever watched because it's that is like an insanely hard game. Yeah, I have the Super Ghosts and Goblins on Super Nintendo, um, and I remember that like throughout high school because I bought it secondhand on Super Nintendo when I was in high school because I had heard that it was very funny and very hard. And I remember there was points where me and my friends would come to my house after school and just sit in front of the Super Nintendo for a couple of hours trying to figure out. How the fuck to beat like the second level? Because it's just so intense. Well, so this is Dunk Dunky does uh, him. He's he's playing the first level on the <laughs> hardest possible difficulty. Oh, no. I actually think it's the best video he's ever done. Jesus, I've watched it four times and it's a seventeen minute long video. <laughs> That's huge. Well, uh, when I'm very drunk in the back of Naruba soon, I will definitely check it out. <laughs> Have you got? Uh, you got AirPods? You... I got AirPods. I got AirPods. Thanks, bro appreciate that i um, refuse to be friends with anyone who doesn't yeah there are <laughs> yeah, Airpo- airpods airpods pro or airpods regular no, just airpods regular <laughs> all right i'll allow it you may be- <laughs> <laughs> um i found like a couple of games i'm up to see now uh so like we've got cross code which is an intense game that i downloaded on xbox game pass but never played mm-hmm. but the fact you own it on switch means you've probably definitely played it but then there's also like cruel bands career what the- whatever the fuck that is game i've never heard of uh the art style is pretty ugly looking at least in the thumbnail that's another one that's another one that okay, i'm like thinking okay. about you gotta think about it you, run, you just run it through the process until you settle on something uh drawful 2 is another one where i just i can't imagine your kids being appealed to that too much and i also can't imagine you playing it but then the fact you own it means you probably bought it for a specific purchase which means that it's definitely been opened but that is definitely one that uh popped up on my radar being a switch niche is actually way harder than I thought. Uh, it's the, the weight. I love that it's. Uh, we've managed to get to a tiebreaker. Yeah, this is, this is great. You, uh, you definitely you got all your cheap shots out. Yeah, I mean it was like yeah, easy, 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 yeah. easy. Um, because there's like a couple of games that just look awful, but but the fact you've bought them means that you've probably played them because at some point. Oh, here's, a, here's the thing though. I like. I would say more than half the games on there. I've been given I've been given codes for. Yeah, because like there's a game called Light Fingers, which to describe the thumbnail <laughs> is uh, a bunny playing a uh, like ukulele. So it's a hand. You can see a hand holding a card. The card said Light Fingers, and then behind that is a guy that looks 
very similar to the uh, Defender Beetle thing in Hollow Knight. Then a guy that's like holding a die in between his fingers and then a rabbit playing like a lute. Again, I can't imagine you playing something like that. But also, the fact you own it means that maybe at some point you're like, yeah, that looks fun. You got from C to L very fast. <laughs> well, yeah, because... What are, okay, we'll scroll back up because there's like K. You've got like Katana Zero, uh, Katamari Damacy, Kentucky Road Zero. You've definitely played those. Killer Queen Black, again, huge fan of that. I know uh-huh. you are. J, Jan Silent Bob Marlboro, again, another huge, like, big fan of that game. I understand. You'd love it. Um, although I will say, all jokes aside, that game had way more depth than I was expecting. Which game? Uh, J and Silent Bob Marlboro. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's pretty fun. Yeah, like it. It definitely loses its appeal pretty quickly, but it is significantly better than it has any right to be. Yep. Um, I Hate Running Backwards is one that I reckon there's a pretty big chance you haven't played. Because again, it's one of those indie games that's like people know about, but it's not like top tier indie game. But it's talked about enough that you could have easily bought it on sale for like six bucks or something and then never played it. Now we're at M's. A lot of Mario's here. It's not too late. You could phone a friend. <laughs> we could call John. John. It's Joel. Has Levin's played. I hate running backwards. He's <laughs> like, I'm not sure. I'm like, all right. I'm going to phone another friend. Angus. <laughs> What's the ugliest thumbnail I've ever seen? <laughs> and here's another one. This game I know went for 99 cents for ages. And I've played this before. And it sucks. Or at least it sucked to play. I don't know if the game... Like, the mechanics were, I think, way more awkward than I was expecting, which is Mutant Muds. And I know that there's also a very big chance you've played it, because, like, I've played it, but then also I know that it was, like, 90 cents for one point, so you could have just bought it for that. You know what? <clears throat> I'm going to go back to my original dog move, which is, say, which is to say that you have never played Bayonetta 2 on the Switch. So, Joel... <laughs> Bayonetta 1 and 2 released on Switch as a collection. Yes. On the same day. Uh Uh-huh. And I put about three, four hours into Bayonetta 1. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty good, but it's not that great. I wonder if 2 is much better. (laughs) Fuck! I knew it! I knew that there was a chance of this! And so I've played... And I still didn't finish Bayonetta 2 either. So this is damning on me. I should have finished at least one of the Bayonetta games because I do like Platinum a lot. Uh, Yeah, I've played both uh, uh, Bayonetta 1 and 2 for at least a few hours. I finished Bayonetta 1 and I honestly can't remember if I finished 2, but I know that I liked it. But uh, there's a beer with my name on it. Yeah, you you, you finished Bayonetta 1. Guess what else you're about to finish, (laughs) buddy? (laughs) But I'll join you. I'll join you. This has been a very special episode of all the small games. Yeah, it's... uh, Thank you so much for having me. I've been Joel, the Switch Snitch Doucher, uh, where I feel like I was in my element for the first half, and then the moment I added more alcohol into the system, just the wheels <laughs> fell off. What a comeback. Yeah, that I know. huge. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> so out of the other games that I mentioned, have you played... Drawful was the one that would have won. You would have won. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a game that I got because it was 99 cents. It's yeah. a Jackbox Party spin-off game, is it? Yeah, I think so. <clears throat> Which is why, because it's associated with Jackbox, I was like, oh, you probably bought it because at some point there's been like, oh, because it's definitely happened to me. Like, I own Quiplash on Steam for that exact reason, which was like, I was, had people over and they're like, we should play Quiplash. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll just buy it, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, Drawful, fuck. So Mutant Muds you've played? Yep, Mutant Muds I played. Fuck. 
on on 3ds and switch that's right it was it's a way it's game. a way better on 3ds but still yeah. not that good yeah that dev, that dev has gone on to do some good stuff, though. Interesting. What, what else have they made? Um, do you want to scull a beer while I look it up? Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. So I'm going to put down the microphone to just really choke down this beer. But uh, yeah, let me know. Okay, so I'm going to Google Mutant Muds now as uh, as Dusha smashes another beer, a very refreshing, beautiful beer. So it's developed by Renegade Kid. Um, and I didn't successfully scull the beer, but I drank about half the can. I don't. That was very quick. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to keep drinking it, obviously, but I just wanted to be honest with everyone. uh, So the games that they've worked on uh, since Mutant Muds, Mutant Muds Deluxe, Moon Chronicles, Zeo Drifter. Ah, that game's very fun. Um, It's like a just like a fun kind of like arcadey platformer shoot 'em up. Have you tapped out? No, no, no. I'm going to keep drinking. Don't worry. (laughs) But yeah, Drawful is definitely a a game that. uh, I own and haven't 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 started. Uh, also, um, uh, Light Fingers, I think, is an on is like a video game board game. Oh, okay. So cool. I think if you if you picked that, I would have been actually like I would have been able like yeah, it's a, like a three epic a weirdly three D rendered board game. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> I think potentially developed by an Australian studio too. Yeah, it looks like the type of thing that could have easily had like a big online following, or at least been interesting enough that people paid attention to it but yeah you you guys did like a month of shame on uh on yeah. thumb cramps um and i was like fuck off i'm not doing that and i actually did do it though i i i, I started playing um wonder one of the wonder boy monster boy games yeah monster that- boy yeah very very good um and uh and then i even a game from last year pathless the pathless oh yeah sweet that's on ps5 now too right yeah it's what i played it on oh yeah unbelievably good game it would have been probably my favorite indie game of last year if i I played it last year yeah i um, think it's like a little bit more special than ori which i gave ori will of the wisps as my favorite game last year yeah um the like month of shame thing uh would have been i feel like a way bigger hit for me if i didn't be like start the month being like all right the first game i'm gonna play is hollow knight because for the entire month I was just playing Hollow Knight. Yeah. Which is, hey, if you haven't if you're listening to all the small games and you haven't played Hollow Knight, uh I was like you. I was out there not playing Hollow Knight and being like, yeah, like I know everyone loves it, but maybe it's not for me. No, you're wrong. It is for you. It's a great game. It's a perfect video game. Yeah. It's so fucking good. The first like hour or so is pretty intense and it is one of those games that doesn't really give you any direction of like what's going on at first. But just ho- have fun. Go and go and die a bunch because yeah. like, that first hour doesn't matter. Learn the mechanics of the yeah. game and die a bunch. Because I like when I first started playing it, I was like precious about dying and like felt. I think it was like, whoa, this is intense, and also like if I die, like I'm clearly losing my stuff. Doesn't matter. Who cares? Go explore. Find once you find the first map guy, that's when the game really kicks off, and it's so good. Hollow Knight rules, and I know that I'm pretty much preaching to the choir here, but it's so fucking good. I've got, like, a mouthful of beer left, so I should really finish this beer. But I would extend, like, you know, I, I think maybe it's not as perfect. Maybe it is a little bit more flawed or maybe less accessible and, like, a less kind of, like... It's... it's I don't know. There's something a little less amazing about it, but I think it's still a phenomenal game, and that yep. is Blasphemous. Yeah. Um, a, another excellent Metroidvania on Switch. I think, like... When you're talking Metrovanias on the Switch, that top three got to be Hollow Knight, Blasphemous, Ori, Will, and the Wisps. Mm. Uh, I haven't played either of the Ori games yet either. 
Man, you'd love them. They're so yeah. fun. Especially after you, after you finish Hollow Knight to go back to Oreo. It's just like, <laughs> oh, man, this is the best. It's so fun. Great. Yeah. yeah Nothing I, um, matters. <laughs> I've heard that- Except uh, for like, the odd chase sequence in the first game, especially. Like, there's, there's the difficulty curve is a lot more forgiving. Yeah. I've heard that the first Ori game, because it's like it was made pre-Hollow Knight. It's like, just exists. It's like a Metroidvania. Then the second Ori feels very much like- has taken things so Hollow Knight borrows from the first Ori and the second Ori bo- borrows from Hollow Knight so it just kind of like yeah, builds yeah. on each other oh, if they keep doing that for the rest of their lives that's yeah. wonderful yeah fuck um, so I've just looked at my library uh-huh. um, and uh, if you go by A to Z which I, I, I did A to yep. Z uh, alphabet, alphabetical order the very first game all the first games are done like all the numerical ones so like there's like yeah like 1-2 Switch 51 Global Games Game called 88 Heroes which the I have played the very first game you haven't played hey. the very first game is called Hashtag Fun Time I have no fucking <laughs> idea what that game is <laughs> so you should have picked that <laughs> what is straight off the bat there's like it's like there's a grid down the bottom and then like a firework up the top. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck fun time is, but yeah, I have never played that. I What's your know. most played game on the Switch? Hollow Knight? Uh, let's have a look. Most recently, what is it? Longest t- yeah. total playtime is Zelda. Zelda Breath of the Wild, then Hollow Knight, then fuck. A game which I don't like. <laughs> Ring Fit Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to see it through to the end because... Uh, I, I, it was it, did, it, did, it was there for me for a while, and yeah. I did enjoy it for a bit during COVID. But then as soon as I went back to a gym, and it was like, oh, this is not the actually exercise. You have a crazy top six. All right, so Zelda number one, Hollow Knight number two, Ring Fit three, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Have you played that? Yes. I love that game. So that was like one of the first Switch games post Breath of the Wild, where I was like, oh, holy shit, this is sick. But I never actually finished it. I need to go back. And honestly, I'll probably start it again. Just so I can like get back into the the DLC where you play is like with Donkey, Donkey Kong. Kong rocks so yeah. good. Um, uh, then Mario Odyssey and then number six is another game I don't like Animal, Animal Crossing. Crossing. Uh, yeah, so that rounds out the top six. Then uh, Super Smash Brothers um, uh, Ultimate, Ultimate uh, Paper Mario: The Origami King, Blasphemous, Shovel Knight Treasure Trove. Just Dance 2020, great game. <laughs> Love that game. <laughs> and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. <laughs> That's huge. Again, chaotic top 12. But I know that my list is... um. So my Switch was damaged when I bought it, and I didn't know because it was the SD card reader didn't work. So when I eventually bought an SD card, uh, didn't work, so I had to send it back to Nintendo. So my most played games don't include Breath of the Wild and Odyssey, which would be my one and two easily. Yep. So my number one currently is Hollow Knight. Number uh-huh. two, Minecraft. <laughs> uh, I love that you're, you're a big Minecraft. You love indie games. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, huge indie games guy. Uh, it was because Jackson and I used to stream Minecraft, which yep. is why it was so intense. Is like, it good on Switch or is like it just is on Switch? weird. It's not bad. Um, PC is definitely the best way to play Minecraft still. But hey, if you've got a Switch and you like Minecraft, it's also not that much worse. It's just... Slightly more complicated, I reckon. Mm. Um, I mean, a majority of the games in my uh, most played are uh, uh, Nintendo first party. First party, yeah. Because yeah, right, rounding out like the next the next line of uh, of games is Mario 3D World, Mario 3D All Stars, The Messenger, Luigi's Mansion Three, Fire Emblem Three Houses, and Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. I just started playing The Messenger. Great game. It's rocks. It's what so a great good. soundtrack. Yeah, it's sick. Yeah, I'm playing it on um, Game Pass on the PC, actually. Drop my phone on the ground. <laughs> it's all happening here at the, all the small game studio. 
I just want people to, to know that that wasn't my switch that I dropped on the ground. <laughs> but uh, after Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is Mario Maker 2 and then CrossCode. So lucky you didn't pick CrossCode. Yeah, no, I know. CrossCode and you. Uh, that, that's a great game. Yeah, I need to play that, but it's I need also to finish that game. one of those games that I know is like a 40-hour plus. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, yeah. It's intimidating. I'm scared of it. Well, thank you so much for having me on this uh, very special episode of All the Small Games Levens. Hey, man, thank you for being here later than everyone else that hey, I know in my life. No stress. I uh, traveled interstate for this party. And, and, and for this podcast. And for this podcast. And also went from uh, buzzed to very, very noticeable. Yeah, you're going to have a great Uber. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hope the Uber driver is ready for a conversation. <laughs> hey, mate, how's your night? What do you do? Super driving like your profession. No, I won't ask any of those questions. I'm well aware. You. <laughs> oh God! When Uber drivers ask me what I do, I'm like, both of my jobs are like a huge red flag because they both open inv- like uh, an open invite to a conversation I do not want to have. Because if I say I'm a podcaster, they say, "Oh, what's your podcast about?" or "What type of podcast?" Like this questions. Mm. And if I say I'm a manager at a cinema, oh, what cinema? And uh, last time I got an Uber and spoke about the cinema, they asked how I could give them free tickets. Great. Yeah. Which was, again, a great conversation to have. Uh, I'll probably just lie. Maybe I'll say I'm an accountant or something. I don't work. <laughs> I don't work. I'm unemployed. This is actually my last money. Um, so if you uh, have enjoyed this episode, but the little little voice at the back of your head is like, hey, I miss John Valenzuela. Yeah. We, we understand. Both of yeah. us understand. John's great. Yeah. Um, I'm going to uh, attach at the end of this episode a little snippet of an episode, a bonus episode that John and I recorded last week, all about the indie game Bastion. Which I need to play. I've never oh, played. It's such a good game, man. Uh, made by Supergiant Games. Um, and, it's on uh, Switch, yeah? Yeah, it's on Switch. All, all Supergiant Games are, except Pyre. Mm, um, I reckon I'll probably go back to my hotel room and buy it. It's great. Yeah. It's pro- uh, Look around, though. If you, if you don't... I mean, it's probably pretty cheap on Switch, but it's on literally everything. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, uh, yeah. <laughs> I might own it on Steam already, but very possible. I don't have a PC with me currently, so maybe it's time to play oh, it on just, tonight. Just go, go buy a PC. That's true. Go late night, sa- yeah, yeah. Le- Saturday night, Sydney <laughs> PC scene goes hard, man. Just go buy a fucking seven thousand dollar PC. Yeah, it'd be sick. I'll just I'll, lug that home. Yeah, <laughs> I'll uh, email my accountant, which is just HR Block, and be like, hey, uh, is this cool for like a business expense? And they'll be like, why are you emailing us? Wait to tax return. It'll be, it'll be hectic. Great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's Supergiant, obviously most famous for making Hades now, yep. but this is their first ever game. It's uh, we, we did a full history of the game and uh, reviewed all the different parts of it, the, the graphic, the sound effect. <laughs> the graphic, the sound effect, <laughs> the gameplay, the uh, control... Uh, yep, the control, the yes. music, all that, all that stuff. Song, um, yeah, good. Uh, so, uh, yeah, if you want to hear the full episode after you hear this little snippet, you can hear that over at patreon.com slash all the small games. And uh, you can also vote on our next game of the month because, yeah, Bastion was our first ever game of the month club game since we started our Patreon. Uh, and our next next one, which so basically we invite everyone in our Patreon Discord to review the game and play the game with us. Hell yeah. And uh, the next one we're doing, you can vote uh-huh. uh, over at our Patreon, and it's the between uh, two first-person indie games. Ooh. So we have uh, the Stanley Parable. Yep, you ever played that? Yes, I've played the Stanley Very Parable. Fun. And then Firewatch. Firewatch. Haven't played Firewatch. 
In fact, if you said first person indie games, Super Hot was one that came to my mind. Oh but, fuck, we should have chosen the Super Hot. Very yeah. true. Yeah, but hey, that's fine. But um, yeah, hey, I haven't played Firewatch, Stanley Parable, really like, but also tries very hard to be funny. So sometimes, but it is genuinely funny for the most <laughs> yeah, part, right? Yeah, it's uh. It's a game that, like, I finished, but would not try and find all of the f- endings. There's, to. like, 20 something. Yeah, there's right? heaps. Yeah, there's a lot of endings. I mean, I played Nier Automator, which has 26. And so, still like, you can't yeah. pronounce it. I Nier Automator. Automata. Automata. Wait. <laughs> auto- <laughs> anyway, it's not an indie game, so it doesn't matter. Whatever I said on this podcast doesn't doesn't count. So, yeah, you can hear uh, the full episode that you're about to hear a snippet of over at patreon.com slash all the small games. Please support the podcast if you are able to. We would love to have you be part of our community. Um, and if you want to hear Dusha on many other podcasts, you mm-hmm. can over on sanspantsradio.com. Uh, his podcasts include, but are not limited to, Thumb Cramps, <laughs> Plumbing the Death Star, Baseless Speculation, and How Goods Footy. That's true. Um, look, hey, check out Thumb Cramps if you're listening to this podcast. It's another video game based podcast. Uh, we get screamed at all the time for our opinions. Uh, we're not clever, nor are we particularly good gamers. So check it out. Yeah, the latest episode, one of the most frustrating experiences I've ever had in my life, especially <laughs> because um, I listened to it on the way to my DJ gig on Friday, which I thought Dusha was going to come. He's, mm. he's been up from Melbourne all weekend. Yep. And he was like, hell yeah, I'll come and watch your DJ. And it's like at a restaurant. We're going to eat together. Have yeah, some it'd be beers sick. together. Be so good. So I was like, yeah, cool. Dusha's going to come meet me here. This is going to be awesome. And uh, you didn't. Nope. And so I was like, oh, that's fine. I'm a bit annoying, but that's fine. <laughs> and then um, I was like, yeah, Dusha's, you know, it gets just a little bit annoying. It's fine. It's super annoying. Then I got in my car after my gig that Dusha didn't meet me at. And straight away, the autoplay came on. And uh, played me, uh, <laughs> me for twenty minutes, trying very hard to explain what Loop Hero was, and not even getting close. I think maybe one of the most annoying things I've ever listened to in my life. <laughs> and you should check that out. Uh, so just head to I wherever you get podcasts from. Uh, type in Thumb Cramps, uh, Loop Hero, and other games. Uh, most recent episode. Yeah, most recent episode. I spend between twenty and twenty-five minutes trying to explain to the other two co-hosts what Loop Hero is. As a game, I don't even really review it. It's just like what it looks like. It's really hard to explain, it turns out. Yeah, so I genuinely thought that uh, when I saw Dusha today, finally, I was going to just <laughs> just box him. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I had to like protect my neck, I guess. I was just <laughs> very scared of a coward punch. <laughs> hey, man, I would knock a coward punch. <laughs> oh, you, no, no, that's true. That's true. It would have been... <laughs> just a fist directly into my face and I would have deserved it and that's well, the, maybe the people's elbow the pe- <laughs> I just like walked into your house I'm like hey Levin's happy birthday and then I just hear do you, hear do you smell what I'm cooking <laughs> what Woo! it doesn't matter what it is <laughs> um, but yeah thank you so much for listening to this wonderful episode we are both in a fantastic state and I hope uh, you play this wonderful game it's called Battle Switch with your friends because I guarantee you everybody has at least Two games, at on, least on their on on their Switch that they've never even opened before. Uh, one day I will play it on. Uh, I'll play this game on Douche's Switch, and I can't wait. Thank <laughs> oh, you so yeah. much for listening, and uh, we'll see you very next time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 36. I'm drunk. <laughs> I'm
I'm going to uh, butcher the history uh, to, uh, to the best I can. Uh, you know how great I am at ruining everything in my head. So uh, get ready to have a terrible version of uh, Supergiant's history told to you now. Because uh, before 2011, before Bastion was first published, uh, there was a team of seven uh, game makers um, led by two men, um, Amir Rao and Greg Kasavin. Um, they Amir basically um, was working at um, EA Games. Do but- I hop in if you do I hop in if you've butchered something? Yes, please do. All right, so it was founded by Amir Rao and Gavin Simon. Oh, yep, cool. uh, Greg, Greg Kasavin came in a bit later on He wasn't quite ready to leave EA when they founded the studio But because they remained friends They were like, we really need help on this game And he was like, right, fuck it, I'm quitting, I'm coming in My bad um, So I took the, uh, I'll, I decided I'll tell the history part Because fuck knows how I'm going to explain the plot of the game I'm going to make John do <laughs> that <laughs> Um, but look, maybe, maybe we don't need to get into semantics of it, but like what I love about this team is that it really was like Amir Rao was working, they were working on much bigger budget games in, and they were, you know, one small person on big teams working on sequels to these enormous games with so much legacy behind them. I think they were working on games like, you know, Command, Command. and Conquer. Yeah. Um, a few other, you know, big games that you would not expect, um, people who, who are now making, you know, Hades and the like, uh, to have worked on in the past. Um, and Amir's uh, father, you know, he was like 25 and he was like, I really want to start my own games company. He was like, well, well, his dad was like, well, why don't you do it now? Because if you spend two years doing it now and realize you can't make it work, then you're still young and you can move on to something else. And uh, not only did he impart this very helpful wisdom, he also said, you can start your games company in my house. And so he gave yeah. them a living room, basically, uh, which they turned into a big think tank. And um, th- this was in uh, San Jose, California. Um, and they uh, basically like worked day and night on uh, on their vision. Um, and Pretty much bas- lived in the house at the same time. What's that, sorry? Lived in the house at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Silicon <laughs> Valley has ruined any um, luster, um, like, you know, any, any like nice thoughts of, 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 of a setup like that for me. Just, you know, when you actually yeah. see it in action, it just seems so horrific. But uh, I love that, yeah, they, you know, they, they were a family, I guess, a family working on a game together. Um, it's it's such a quintessential indie developer story as well. Like, I watching through this, I got shades of Yacht Games founding. How they were like, it wasn't as big a publisher, it wasn't EA level, but the Yacht Games team were all working at the same kind of like, I think it was an educational game company that just churned out title after title. And they were like, we want to do something more creative. Let's break away from this. All moved into a house together and just threw all of their efforts into making the game of their dreams. Yeah, and so while they're working at this big, these much bigger, um, you know, game game studios, um, they're playing games, and this is from the documentary. One of them mentions <sighs> that they were playing games like Plants vs Zombies, World of Goo, and Braid, and wondering, oh, could we do something smaller like that? Um, hmm. have, you, have you played those games, John? Played Braid, played World of Goo. What was the first one again? Plants vs Zombies. Everyone's played Plants vs. Oh Zombies. yeah, I've played all three. One of the one of the great phone games. World of Goo. I, I played on Wii. That is one of the uh, the the few uh, definitive uh, Wii indie games. I think I know it came to other um, platforms afterwards, but for a while it was a Wii ex- exclusive. Interesting. Okay. Uh, and I think best played with the Wii mode. Um, but uh, yeah, Amir <clears throat> was asked. I think it was Amir that was asked uh, multiple times. You know, what kind of game is your dream game? If you could make your dream game, what would it be? And he said, a mix of Diablo 2 and Viva Piñata. <laughs> now, I, 
I know that I can see the influence of Diablo 2 on uh, on on all of the Supergiant games, basically, because they are all that isometric style. But I've never played Viva Pinata. I could, because it's on Game Pass, but, I, but is it like a rhythm game? I, I have no idea. I've never played it as well. It's but, John, one of you've had an games. Xbox for the, all 22 years that I've known you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's one of those games that like has kind of gained meme status among Xbox audiences. I don't think it's necessarily a terrible game. I think it's just... One of those games that people joke like, oh, well, it's like the new Xbox, will it run B- Viva Pinata kind of thing? <laughs> right, so, yeah, sure. And this is what this think, is like, it's the, the first game that, one of the first games that Rare made for Microsoft as well. Yeah, I think I, maybe if I had to guess the influence he's talking about is it's a very, very colourful game. And that kind of like, you can see that in Bastion. Bastion is very colourful, which we'll get into in a little bit, but... That's my guess. I don't know if he wanted, like, Diablo 2, but the main character is a pinata. No, actually, I now know what, what, what influence he was hoping to impart on the game because Vivian Pinata was actually a life simulation game in which the mm. player restores and tends to a neglected garden on Pinata Island. So I guess right. um, in the video, they kind of suggest that there was a lot more... Because in, in Bastion, it is, like, you know, for the most part, an action RPG, but... After you beat each level, you return to your hub world, which is the Bastion. And uh, it is in, in, in shambles when you first arrive there. And you uh, search the lands um, that you can visit to for cores that you can then use to upgrade the Bastion and uh, re- return it to its former glory. Um, and in the video, they talk about how like gardening played a much bigger role in uh, the early ideas of what bastion was going to be so i think there was going to be a lot more kind of like simulation and and kind of resource gardening management kind of stuff in uh in the game and it's another that makes sense to me cool right Um, yeah i love this uh this this line from the viva pinata wikipedia the game received positive reviews from critics who praised the graphics color palette and numerous types of pinatas I'd love it if there was just one critic that's like, mm, not enough pinatas. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, they, um, the, the the beginnings of Supergiant Games, um, it's all friends, and and until Bastion starts becoming a more fleshed out idea, and they start uh, needing to hire more people. Um, but uh, the first fully formed um, piece of uh, of media related to Supergiant Games is actually the music. And uh, the, mu- the the composer on all of the Supergiant games is a man named Darren Korb. Um, and uh, you've no doubt loved uh, so many of his scores. I know a lot of people praise the music in Hades in particular. And uh, yeah, he's, he's worked on, on, on Bastion, Transistor, Pyre and Hades. Um, but yeah, one of the first pieces of music that then stayed um, in, in that same form for the entirety of the development of Bastion was... Uh, was uh, some of the theme music that Darren Korb put together um, because as well as like, you know, the the idea of, you know, making a game that was inspired by Diablo, Diablo 2 and Viva Pinata, um, a, a very big influence on the game is the American novelist Cormac McCarthy, uh, who is mm-hmm. best known for No Country for Old Men, um, The Road, um, and mo- lots of games that are like either post-apocalyptic, sorry, not, not games, most of not, lot of novels that are like, most of his novels are either post-apocalyptic or Western um, and, and Bastion is both of those things. Um, yes. So, so with with that uh, kind of like idea, um, he uh, started composing music. Darren Corb started composing music for for what Bastion would would become. Um, and uh, as the as the game got bigger, they had to hire new staff, and uh, they hired Gen Z, um, and she is uh, the main artist 
for Bastion. Um, and before that, they were kind of like, I guess, scanning things, elements um, that they didn't even own um, and was just kind of using them as elements within their early early versions of the game. And she really brought everything to life. And she, she said her biggest influences were um, a lot of JRPGs on the Super Nintendo and um, and the PS One, and you can definitely see that influence um, in the graphics of uh, of Bastion. Um, I th- and I think, sort of speaking of like watching that documentary and playing the game again, I feel like there were three main components that really brought the game to life. One was the music, second one was the art, and the third one's the narration. That's right. And which was uh, oh, please go. Oh yeah, so yeah, I mean, it yeah, was all written by um, Greg Casavin. Um, who has been served as the writer for all the Super Giant games? Um, and is it him or one of the other developers who lives down the road, like next door to to the narrator? It was Darren Corb lived like shared an apartment with um, Logan Cunningham, yep. who was uh, an actor who um, became the voice of Rux, who was the narrator in the game. And it's actually, the, the process by which they came to it is really interesting because they, they knew they wanted to make a really narrative-heavy game. But the one thing that was causing them problems was they didn't want to have cutscenes all the time that, you know, chop you out of the, like, chop the player out of the game and, and lead to sort of a sense of disconnection from the gameplay itself. So they, they thought, like, well, okay, what, what if we have someone doing this narration over the top? Mm-hmm. Gave it a bit of a test, and Darren Cole was like, my, my roommate's a, a voice actor or an actor. Why don't we just get him to record a few lines and see how he goes? And the dude must have hit it out of the park on the first try because, like, Bastion is almost nothing without Rux, essentially. It's always, yeah, it's such an important part of the game. And as someone that is like, like hates most cutscenes... Um, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm someone who will generally like. I, 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 if it's a Japanese game, I'll watch it in. I, I make sure I put subtitles on with Japanese audio because otherwise, as soon as I hear voices, I just reach for my phone and stop looking at the screen as a reflex. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm really. I hate. I hate a lot of cutscenes. I find them, a lot of them so unnecessary. Um, but I, I love the their, their decision to yeah have it, and I love it. Like this game wasn't. They never. They never like built the game around having a narrator. It just was something that happened naturally, and then they built the rest of the game around the narrator's involvement. Um, so Logan Cunningham has a very like raspy Southern style drawl, um, which was based on the main influences were Ian McShane's character in Deadwood, um, Sam Elliott as the stranger in uh, The Big Lebowski, and Daniel Day Lewis's character in Gangs of New York. Um, they were the three kind of performances that inspired Logan's performance on um, on Bastion. Um, he's since been the narrator in all four of the Supergiant games. Um, it's what I love about this. Like you, you hear so many horrible stories about game dev studios, and it just feels like Supergiant is like you know, yeah, they literally were a family when they made this. Like almost all of the team were living in the same house working on this game. Um, and like since I feel like almost everyone that worked on this game also worked on Hades and the games in between. Um, yeah, the the original seven from Supergiant, they're all still in, they, like they're all still part of the company. Which uh, is like it's like you say, that's wild. It's crazy that they've had that you know decade, like more than a decade long history now of all just working together. There's yeah. been no no ego no ego driven fallouts, no fights, no nothing like that. They've just kept on putting out critically acclaimed games. 
Thanks so much for listening to this snippet of our latest Patreon episode about Bastion. If you would like to hear the full version of this episode, all more than one hour of it, it's like 70 minutes long, uh, please head to patreon.com slash all the small games and $5 a month gets you our bonus episode every month, plus a whole bunch of other perks, including our Discord community and other cool stuff like that. Thanks again and see you next week. Bye. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.